The Anaheim Ducks are officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs for the fifth consecutive year. So the big question, where do the Ducks go from here? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and I got to say, this team is really tough to watch. It has been the last four years, and you know we're at this point again where the Ducks are mathematically out of the playoffs. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Sunday night, the Ducks lost to the Vancouver Canucks, who blitzed through the Kings Saturday night, and then beat up on the Ducks to eliminate them, well, mathematically eliminate them. But let's be real, the Ducks have been out of it for a while now. When you're that far down in the standings, there's practically no hope of making the playoffs. I mean, they were virtually eliminated last month, really. And this was the final stake in the coffin on Sunday's game. So that means five years in a row, the Anaheim Ducks are not going to be in the playoffs. They are not going to go after Lord Stanley. And worst of all, this is the longest such streak in Ducks franchise history. The longest they went without playoffs was three consecutive years. They did that twice when they first started, and between 99 and 02. That was the longest such streak. And Ducks fans are not used to this continued misery. They're not. I mean, I, I've never seen this because it's never happened. Five consecutive years, and four of those years at the hands of... I shouldn't say at the hands of because it's not primarily his fault, but there's something to be said about Dallas Eakins being at the helm for four of those years. In the last four years, Dallas Eakins has gone 29-33-9, the COVID-shortened season, 17-30-9, that was dreadful, 31-37-14, a bit of an improvement, and as of right now, 23-37-10. They're on pace to have probably their worst season since Dallas Eakins took over as coach back in 2019. So first, we got to talk about what went wrong. And here's some of what went wrong. I'm going to say coaching. I'm going to start off with that. Dallas Eakins' track record in the National Hockey League, not that great. With the Edmonton Oilers, he had a record of... 36, 63, and 14, a 381 points percentage. As of right now, Dallas Eakins has a 100, sorry, a 100, 137, and 42 record, good enough for a .434 points percentage record. This season is on pace to be among the worst of the four seasons. Did we see this coming? I think we were hopeful that the Ducks would at least make some noise this season. 
we were hopeful that the Ducks would hover around 85 to 90 points this season. I know I was hopeful that the Ducks would at least still be in the playoff race come April. And this is just a colossal failure for the Anaheim Ducks. Coach Eakins has had four years to try to figure things out, and he he just hasn't done it. I just have to be really honest here. But I can't put all the blame on Dallas Eakins, but I would say the primary, the primary reason the Ducks are where they are is coaching. And a close second is former Ducks general manager, Bob Murray. Yeah, Bob Murray still has some of his hands prints on this team. And part of that is on Dallas Eakins. You know, Dallas Eakins was a Bob Murray hire. And GM Pat Verbeek just decided, you know what, we're going to extend him for that year. And that might be it. I, I think certainly that's going to be all for Dallas Eakins. And it's a shame too, because, you know, really nice guy, great guy off the ice, was a fantastic coach in the American Hockey League. But, you know, that is one of those things where some coaches just cannot translate success from the American Hockey League to the National Hockey League. And I feel like if Dallas Eakins was in San Diego this season, they probably would have fared a little bit better. In fact, by the time we get to goals Thursday, I'm thinking the goals are going to be mathematically eliminated by then as well. The goals elimination number is sitting at two right now. So I think they'll be out of it by goals Thursday. Sad to say. And as far as Bob Murray, there were several moves that he did not make back in 2018, 2019, 2020. The moves that he did not make are coming back to haunt the Anaheim Ducks right now. It's come back. It's really a shame. Five years in a row for them, Dallas Eakins. So what what else might have happened? Like, how else did we get here? I will mention injuries don't help. The Jamie Drysdale injury certainly did not help. He only played a handful of games before going out with a torn labrum. For essentially the rest of the season, there's no point in bringing back Jamie Drysdale right now. Even if he were to begin skating later this week, there's no point in bringing him back with only 12 games left. No point at all. No reason to rush him. I mean, I it, it would be nice. It would be nice to see him back on the ice. It would at least be nice to see him practicing and working out to give some semblance of hope. But Jamie Drysdale is one of the cornerstones of the Ducks' future. Drysdale, Zellweger. I mean, you have Zegris, obviously. Troy Terry, Mason McTavish. There's a slew of young guys, which leads to my final point. They're still young. These Ducks have not figured it out yet. And going back to Eakins, maybe Eakins is not that coach to foster young players. We've seen it time and time again with the benchings of Trevor Zegris, with Mason McTavish. We've seen it as a pattern. And it continued for three plus seasons, about to be the conclusion of four years. Will he get fired before the end of the season? Likely not. There's 12 games left. There's no reason at this point. Just play out the season and leave it at that. That's all I got to say. All right. 
next next break i'm gonna you know try and kind of change things around and <laughs> i gotta talk about where the ducks could be going is there hope for this ducks yeah i think there's hope for this ducks team i mean i was overly optimistic i'll admit the beginning of the season but i truly think there is hope down the horizon so we'll talk about that after the first intermission stay locked in but first, I want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. That's right. It's a product that I use every day. And I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, a better immune system, more energy. And I do not like taking vitamins. And it actually tastes pretty good, too. AG1 is recommended by amateur athletes, professional athletes. It's got over 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, as well as five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this elimination podcast. This is the fourth time I've had to make such a podcast. And the sucky thing, I even had to make that podcast back in year number one of covering this team because even though the season did not finish for the Anaheim Ducks back in 2020... They were out of it then. Yeah, they were totally out of it then. I mean, that first season was about as bad as I've... I don't want to say I've ever seen, but, you know, that one was pretty bad. And they were pretty much on the verge. And I had said that they were virtual... Like, I had remarked at that point they were virtually eliminated and it'd take a miracle to get in. That was back in 2020. And now for yet another year... They're out. Just to quickly go over what happened on Sunday. It was that top or, you know, that great line for the Canucks. JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, and, you know, Quinn Hughes. Sad face and all. They each got two points on that game. It was Miller with the first goal, Pettersson with the second goal. That was pretty much all they needed. But, you know, one of the big problems with the Ducks this season has been defense. They allowed 40-plus shots yet again. They're inching closer to a bad record at this point, and I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to make infamous history, and it is not going to be good when I have to make that podcast. So that's going to happen. Special teams. Ducks couldn't scratch it in three tries. Even though the Canucks are the worst PK team in the league, the Ducks couldn't do squats. In their power play. And the Canucks even went 1-4-4 for four in the power play. Yeah, it's bad. But is there hope on the horizon? Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And this host says yes. For a lot of reasons. Dallas Eakins, I would say 99.9% 
is not going to come back next season. He only got a one-year extension, and this was kind of a prove-it deal. And Dallas Eakins hasn't proved anything, unfortunately. So I think he's gone. The rest of the coaching staff, they might be gone too. Sad to say. You know, the assistants, the assistants the last few years have been on and off. I know there's also been some health issues there uh, with Coach Stuthers. So I don't know if we're going to get the same coaching staff. Probably not. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to get a new coaching staff, not just for Anaheim, but in San Diego as well. It's looking more like the tea leaves are saying that Roy Summer is not going to be back next season as coach of the San Diego Gulls. He got a one-year contract. The goals are last place in the American Hockey League. They're going to get eliminated likely by week's end, likely by Thursday's goals Thursday. So it's just a failure up and down, and it's got to be new blood from the top NHL all the way to the AHL. It's got to come from all directions. So at least there's the hope that we're going to get some new blood. And speaking of new blood, we're going to have some guys coming in vying for spots. Olin Zellweger is likely going to come in and try to take over one of those soon-to-be-vacant spots on defense. Because I don't expect Shattenkirk to come back. His contract is up, so I don't see that happening. Uh, Comtois, Jones, I don't know. I guess Comtois. We don't know what's going to happen with him. But there's hope. You know, you got a lot of very talented young players. And you know who I really like a lot is Sasha Pastujov. I've been very high on Sasha for a number of reasons. I think he could be a tremendous help for the Anaheim Ducks. Mason McTavish, he's going to mature. Trevor Zegris, he's going to mature. Troy Terry is going to be as dominant as ever. Henrique, he's got one more year left. Maybe he'll find the fountain of youth and really lead this team. Cam Fowler could have a resurgent season. So there is hope on the horizon. And I haven't even mentioned all the other young guys. You know, Jamie Drysdale, he's going to be back next season. And hopefully, very hopefully, he will be 100% healthy and just ready to go. That's the hope anyway. And there's also like a ton of other young guys. Um, Pavel Mitchikov, he's going to come up probably sooner than we think. We got Tristan Luno, who's going to be just a beast. I I think highly of Luno. Zellweger I mentioned already. Oh, Nathan Gauthier. Gauthier I think is going to be a big help for the Ducks in maybe one to two years. I really see that happening. Dostal. Dostal, I think, is going to be the backup for the Ducks next season. And there's even still hope for Jacob Perot and Braden Tracy because they're still they're still young. They're still 20. You never know with some of those young guys. Maybe that year in San Diego didn't help as much. But there's hope. There, there's a lot of hope in the horizon. That's just kind of my immediate thought process on this. But we have to put up with another bad year. And this is it. Ducks fans, I I understand. I get it. 
patience is wearing thin. Next season is going... Actually, this offseason is going to be humongous for the Ducks. This draft lottery is going to be humongous for the Ducks. And I know I've said kind of half-jokingly, but mostly serious, it'd be a failure if the Ducks don't get the number one pick. And I'll be honest, I think it'll be a failure if the Ducks don't get one of the top two picks. If they don't get one or two or even three, I I think it's a failure. I really do. All right. We're going to head to the second intermission and just talk a little bit more about the Ducks being mathematically eliminated. So I'll talk more about that on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. And Built Bar is available at your local Sam's Club if you're in the States, your local Walmart, or you could check out the website at Built.com where they have a ton of new flavors, including Maple Donut, which I think is terrific. You know, there's always the Churro Puff. That one is always good. And you could always check out the site periodically to see what new flavors pop up. And you know what? They're also giving you a promo code to get 15% off your next purchase at built.com. That promo code is locked on 15. And it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Has 100% real chocolate. So once again, go to built, sorry, it's builtbar.com or built.com and use promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order of built bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And as you may notice on the video side, there's no video on here. Um, just going to peel back the curtain. I'm not feeling 100%. So we're just going to hammer through with audio for this segment before signing off. All right. Let's get through what I'm expecting for the rest of this season. The Ducks have 12 games left. While I kind of want them to be competitive, I don't necessarily think that winning is the solution right now when you have one of the best possible draft classes in the last few years. Certainly one of the best draft classes since Connor McDavid went number one for Edmonton. Am I saying that Connor Bedard is that level of talent? Not necessarily, but it could be close. It could be potentially close to that type of player. Here's what the Ducks have left on their schedule. They got Calgary at home, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Colorado. Then they go on the road, play at the Kraken, who are trying to get a playoff spot. Then they're at Edmonton at Calgary. Then back home against those same Oilers at Arizona. Then they finish off the season with three home games against the Avalanche, Canucks, and the Los Angeles Kings on April 13th. That's the rest of the schedule for the Ducks. The Ducks should win a couple of those games. If there is one game on the schedule that I actually would want them to win, it'd be the Coyotes. Given what's happened between those two teams, over the last couple seasons, I think it would just be terrific if the Ducks can just beat down the Coyotes. If that's the only win they have the rest of the season, I wouldn't mind. In fact, I'd be happy with that. As far as other teams, Chicago, they've got a fairly 
you know, mess schedule. They got the Flyers. They got the Canucks. They've got the Capitals who are out of it. They got St. Louis, the Canucks again. So Chicago, a fairly easy schedule. Columbus also has an easy schedule. Well, actually, no, they have a difficult schedule. They probably are not going to win more than three games the rest of the way. And I honestly think they've locked up the worst record in the National Hockey League. They got both New York teams. They got Boston to contend with, best team in the league. They got Florida, Toronto, the Devils, the Rangers again, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, two teams that are vying for a spot. They could be vying for a spot by season's end. You never know. So am I saying that the Ducks have no chance of getting the best odds? I wouldn't necessarily say that, but the Ducks have made it difficult on themselves to get that top pick. Something that we were kind of afraid of this happening a little bit. We were afraid of the Ducks playing too good for their bridges, so to speak. We were afraid that they would be in the juicy middle, which they're not. They're certainly not in that middle, like 8, 9, 10, where they're decent, but not good enough to make the playoffs. They're certainly not within an eyelash. They're not going to be like 13th, 14th. They will finish in the bottom four. That is quite bad. If they can finish with the second worst record in the league again, I'd be okay with that. That's how the Ducks wound up with Mason McTavish. They had the second worst odds, or sorry, second best odds to get number one. Fell to number three, but that's how they got Mason McTavish. So for what it's worth, I would say there's still a little bit of hope. And there's a chance that the Ducks could make some noise in this draft and also in the offseason. The Ducks have a ton of cap space to work with. They're barely above the cap floor as we speak. They're going to need to make some big contracts. But again, it comes down to coaching. It's going to depend on who Pat Verbeek hires as the next coach for the Anaheim Ducks. As of right now, standings. Columbus has 49 points. The San Jose Sharks have 53 points with 11 games left. The Blackhawks have 54 points. The Ducks have 56 points. Both of those teams have 12 games left to play in this season. Yeah, I could see the Ducks falling. And that'd be fine. That'd be fine if they fell second to last. (sighs) So what did you think of this season? I mean, it still could be a successful season while we wait for that sweet, sweet draft lottery. And hopefully those ping pong balls can go the Ducks way. Really hoping. All right. We're going to wrap it up now. We're just going to keep this a little bit short. And just want to say thank you for watching. Thanks for listening. And, you know, just thanks for all your continued support. Last Firebirds game kind of got to me a little bit. There was a lot of goals. It was just been busy. And also this weather has, if you're in SoCal, you could clearly tell this weather has been just murdering everybody. Uh, Not literally, but figuratively speaking, it's, it's been just a deluge. So we're going to try to get at least two or three more episodes the rest of the week. So bear with us. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, this podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already on YouTube, as well as wherever you listen to your podcasts. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. The email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. 
for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, especially in this rain. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together. <laughs>